This is the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by The Peers Project. Hello, peers. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Akitanor, founder of The Peers Project, millennial entrepreneur, world traveller, podcast expert, and forever your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite inspiring millennial entrepreneurs from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer-to-peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way and why there's nothing better. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Bobby Aparacha and Michael Huskin-Uyem. What brilliant entrepreneurs. So Bobby and Michael are the co-founders of Value Exchange, the world's first decentralized stock market for musicians. As a Melbourne-based blockchain music tech startup, Value Exchange is disrupting the way in which the music business connects and interacts with fans. The startup CEO, Bobby, is a well-known rapper from LA, known as Bobby K9. He previously founded Atlantic Music, a multi-branded venture and entertainment, record label, touring and events, and promotion and management. I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down and speaking with Bobby and Michael here in Melbourne and learning of their journey and their story to becoming the founders of the world's first decentralized stock market for musicians. Take a listen. Bobby, Michael, welcome to the Peers Project. What's up, what's up? Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. So good. Of course. So, look, Michael, we connected on LinkedIn uh, very recently. Um, You know, you obviously heard about us, heard about what we're doing over here um, and about coming on the podcast. But when I looked looked into what you guys were doing um, with Value Exchange, I was super intrigued um, and I knew I had to have you guys come on. So I really appreciate you guys being here today. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we linked up on LinkedIn and, um, yeah, like, I, you know, I came in to look at the um, Peers Project and I'm totally for what you're about to because when I was at uni, I went to Monash as well and um, definitely, you know, trying to find your passion is something, it's a, it's a very um, hard process and what you're trying to do with, with that and obviously lead people to kind of hear the voices that are behind the hard work, I think it's also very uh, meaningful and that's why one part of me is like, we have to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love that. It's so kind. I love it. Cool, guys. Well, I want to dive straight into, I guess, before we go into your work, I want to hear all about value exchange. But before we do that, I want to start with a question that I've often found to be very insightful and revealing. And that is, where did you grow up and how has this impacted the choices you've made in your life, in your career so far? Well, um, my <laughs> my life story is like quite extensive or where I grew up is a, is a combination of living in different parts of the world. You know, started off in Africa, spent about 10 years of my life there when I was born um, in West Africa. And then all my family migrated to the United States. So my sister, my mother, my older brother, so everyone lives there in the United States. And me, I've been rotating between Australia and um, the U.S., of course, um, Coming out here, you know, in in the year 1999, it was the first time I actually came to Australia. Um, 
I spent a couple of years here um, doing some study, some work. And then ever since then, then went back to the U.S. And it's just been back and forth since then. Yeah, so I'm a combination of our, the three A's, African-American, Australia. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Okay, how about you, Bobby? Yeah, uh, me. Michael. Um, I'm your first-generation post-migrant uh, Vietnamese descent. So, um, you know, I, my parents are both Vietnamese. I'm sure there's Chinese mixed in there somewhere as well. Um, otherwise, you can't get these facial features. But uh, when it comes to, I guess, your you know, first-generation post-migrant, so you're born and raised here. You learn the hard work from your parents and you obviously, you know, born and raised, you speak English as your first language, you learn your your mum's your mum's tongue in at home. Um, and obviously as you grow up, uh, I went I grew up in the west side, Sunshine. Uh, no, oh, actually, born in Coburg, in the Coburg area, grew up up there and then uh, moved to Sunshine in 2003. And then, yes, yeah, high school uh, in the west side and then went off to uni and, you yeah, know, now this. Mm. Love it. And I think that's so cool, isn't it? How it's kind of like you've both had these diverse backgrounds, lots of kind of different cultures coming into play. Um, So how do you feel like that influenced you? Like maybe what your parents did and kind of where you're from. How did that influence your decisions to be doing what you do do today? I think most importantly, like, you know, one thing you learn about along the way when you're creating something or doing what makes you happy is you live life for yourself, right? Because if you leave life for other people, you can't you can't find happiness leaving someone else's shell. So you really gotta like you know sit back. Um, it's also important to like um, never be scared of spending time alone because that's when you find out who you really are, right? And at that point, then you you you, you start to figure out what your purpose is. You know, based on you know all the challenges and experiences that you've encountered along the way growing up, right? And that's how you can find what you really you know passionate and happy about doing and for me it was music industry you know like you um your question was about you know the background right with the background you you know having african parents uh you know they always want the best for you in the highest level of education that you could get but you know they they don't exactly um sync well with you know any uh uh personal decisions you know at that point in time because they feel as though yeah go off and become a doctor or study law or something like that and you know make something out of yourself but you know i seem different you know uh that's why i I pursued my music dreams and and from from um going about that in the music industry you know 13 years plus now i've been able to find out all the problems you know that i i not only seen with the industry but it's something that i experienced myself so you know wanting to make a change and create something that can impact not just um you know the the generation of music lovers and, and artists right now but you know it's also for the future generations in terms of where technology is heading right now and and what we should be looking to to change and, and disrupt. Me and definitely me and Bobby's, uh, I guess having worked together, we're, we're obviously from two different backgrounds. Bobby from African Nigerian descent. Um, I'm Vietnamese. Hey, sorry. <laughs> sorry, is there a bit of a connection so there? I'm, I'm half uh, Nigerian, oh, so there oh, you go. Yes. Far out. Yeah. Far out. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I thought. I thought. I read your last name. I just thought it was Indonesian or something. Sure. Yes. You know what I mean. I get a lot of different things. Yeah. Oh, oh I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> um, but like, I, I'm Vietnamese, so 
it's 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 crazy to like you know with having migrant parents they always embody the same concepts you know that we we all you know have heard before you know Michael you should be doing this you should be doing that everyone's always got you should be um, and then don't get me wrong you, you as a person who when you start being involved in this your 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 mind is in the battle of both pools. Do you know what I'm saying? You're, you've met somebody external of your 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 initial circles when you grew up, and then they're you know they can either they're in, they're ultimately an influence, whether it's good or bad. You know, the time will tell. And based on what your parents understand and how limited they are when it comes to um, knowing what they know or seeing what innovations or what's happened, they can only go just do what's already been done. Look, there's you, you know you studied hard in high school. You should just keep pummeling through uni and um, you know get to that place where you know you've got a good job so you can support yourself, but then ultimately later support us, right? Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong, they're very straightforward about that. Uh, and um, and and for yourself, you, you know, if you can see another means and if you know that you can see you know a bigger opportunity for yourself right because they can't sit there and evaluate every contract with you upon employment you know every employment contract with you or what what deal you're about to strike up next they number one they don't have the financial lit- like the the um probably the the literacy or the read yeah or the financial literacy to understand it but yeah they can't be there for you always so you've kind of got to go with your gut and assuming that you feel that's personal growth for yourself i mean that's how it's worked for us um you know we've got a you know good back and forth where you know this is personal growth for me but also you know when you when you're born you you know you've got these great things in you mm-hmm. but you don't know how to express them or you don't know how to make use of them in society uh, when you see yourself being able to apply those strengths in the opportunity that you're given with say you know a friend or you're able to talk to each other and you know have a good work you know working with your friend that's when you've got two values that coincide together and actually can achieve hit and hit something great you know what i mean yeah love it love it okay so i love this concept of going out there and just kind of going against what maybe society is telling us our parents have nurtured us in a specific way and kind of just going against that and diving headfirst into your passion so bobby i want to hear about your story i mean look you've done everything rapper you're a rapper at bobby k.9 um you guys yeah that's it you guys are you've, you've blown up that's blown up you know you've got something like a hundred plus um facebook uh, fans there i'm sure i mean sorry a hundred thousand plus facebook fans there sure plenty more you've you know you're also the ceo and founder of atlantic money this is all in the early days talk to me a bit about how you dove straight into your passion and made this happen yeah um i think during my nine to five days or this is where i think it was about or 17 18 just probably just turned 18 at a point and um i was i think i got i fell off my bike coming back from work like at really really early in the morning i'd just done a night shift and uh i was slightly injured in my arm nothing too serious but it was raining at the same time so that made it like 10 times even it hurt even more and i thought at that point do i really you know i mean all for a paycheck that was going to pay me probably i don't know got five hundred dollars a week whatever it was and then um around about that time i also um uh planning or uh, a gig for my first show and that wasn't too far out so when i actually uh had that first show and i think i was on stage for probably like 15 minutes and i think i got about a thousand dollars there so that was way more than (laughs) all the hustle being at work nine to five and everything and i thought damn like you know i really i really really got to pursue this because i feel like i feel like if i put my all into it then i can make something out of it 
and be content with that. Mm. And I did just that. And so at that point in time, you know, my whole um, motivation to do a nine to five started to sort of go out the window and me wanted to, you know, pursue more of a music um, dreams and, and the things that came with it was more of the focus point. Mm-hmm. Love that. And Michael, I find your story fascinating also. I mean, you, you know, as you said, kind of more traditional, you Bachelor of Comet Monash, um, similar to me, you know, early experiences were in the corporate space, OzPost, NAB and whatnot. When did it click for you that it was the music industry that you wanted to be in? It's funny. I it was never. It was never. Look, I'll play guitar. It was. I was never into music. I liked listening to music and. Um, before I studied uh, commerce at Monash, I actually studied medical imaging. So my trajectory was towards being a X-ray technician. Um, and what the how it, I mean, how it's gotten to here is basically um, going to do placement at hospitals. Uh, you start to see what your environment's like, and you start to kind of not like kind of see if there's a uh, cognizance between yourself and the people that the community that works there. Um, and you can kind of see if your energy levels match theirs, and if that's the kind of future that you want to see for yourself. So um, when I saw that, I kind of like look, this is not for me. I um, I. I basically failed one unit, had to wait for the next round in that year. So what I did was in that time, that when the day that they called me up, they said, Michael, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to wait until the next year to continue your degree. I was like, I smiled, dude. I laughed because <laughs> I was like, I can actually start doing something I want to do. Mm-hmm. So in that one year that I had to wait, I, I did a little bit of a stint. I created a, um, I created a uh, tutoring business off Facebook. Oh, it was wow. still before Facebook was like, you know, the whole Facebook marketing thing was coming out. Mm-hmm. So that was my first entrepreneurial focus. And then, um, then I once I got back to uni, um, you know, I didn't run the tutoring business anymore. Um, I went back to study and then I switched to commerce accounting and finance mm. in that time. That's when I met Bobby. And I think I was, I, I was always into people with their passions. Um, and it was always, how do you make money off your passions? Mm. If when I was young, I played basketball, Bobby doesn't believe me cause I'm a short little Asian <laughs> kid. But if I, I told my dad at one point like that, just let me practice this. I'm telling you, if I do it hard enough, somebody's going to know something. I'm telling you. Um, but, you know, Asian parents are like, let's be real, man. <laughs> You're a small little Vietnamese kid. You're going to play basketball for a professional life. Um, so the whole, the passion and making um, making a living off your passion, I think that's what kind of has brought me here. I was into Bobby's music um, I wouldn't say heavily, um, but I was like, I feel like I'm missing a gap where your music was, you know, where your music was pushed out, Bobby. And I, and I wanted to get Bobby's kind of, I wanted Bobby to be everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's probably where it stems out. And um, Bobby still thinks that I, you know, planned how we got met because he was, <laughs> he's, because he's online famous, right? Yeah. You know, he's, he, was, he definitely goes, bro, did you hit the right day or the right time? Did you do your research? But, you know, what do you have to say about that, Bobby? <laughs> I'm sure you were stalking me or something right now. Uh, it's still yet to be proven. Um, yeah, I, I guess or just going about my entertainment business or running a, a nightclub event. Um, at that point in time with Michael, the name of the place was called the Gold, Golden Buddha Lounge. Mm. And Michael was looking for a place called the Golden Monkey. So I thought, yeah, I actually thought he was making it up. Only just recently I found out that's an actual place, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you you staying in this place? Like, this is called a Golden Buddha. So I think it's probably here you're looking for. He goes, nah, 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 it's Golden Monkey. And I'm like, all right, it is what it is. And, you know, he seemed like he had great charisma. Um, he was well-dressed. I think he was wearing a suit that day. He was a polished individual at that point in time. 
And then, uh, you know, we started having a conversation, you know, and he told me about his background and things like that and, you know, what he was doing in finance and things like that. And here I am, obviously, um, you know, needing someone to sort of do some, you know, financial uh, marketing stuff for me. So mm. we started talking at that point in time and we became, you know, pretty um, close in terms of our, you know, what we wanted to do with the with the business and stuff. So mm. one thing led to another and he was, um, you know, part of network. Um, in the blockchain space so courtesy of him I was able to um, be introduced to our pretty much some heavy hitters early adopters of the blockchain technology wow. and at that point in time when, when I met with our a guy named Sam Lee who was like our CEO of Blockchain Global wow. uh, which you know they've, they as a startup they've done really well in bringing the whole blockchain space in Australia and internationally together and we've watched the space grow from like nothing, no one to like so many people being involved in it. So at that point when I met with him and, you know, I, 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 we had a, a meeting and, you know, I told him about this idea I had um, of wanting to create a global stock market for music artists because I understand what the struggle was for um, independent artists trying to come up. And he thought it was a great idea and, and, and the technology just offered like um, a whole, a, a whole, you know, endless opportunity to actually get started with it and so that's when we set sail the journey i love it i love this collaboration going on how you brought <laughs> unintentionally <laughs> Speaking of collaborations, yeah. like, what's it, we, we like it looks like the jacket chan and rush hour yes. it's like what is it was it what's the name <laughs> rush hour the jack chan of the music industry <laughs> yeah was the jacket chan chris talking rush hour yeah. yeah, yeah, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan yeah, yeah. because I'm supposed to represent the Asian yeah. uh, <laughs> counterpart in that relationship, yeah, yeah. as you're supposed to represent the African counterpart. Oh, I, yeah. I love it, guys. <laughs> I'm feeling the vibes, and I love right. it. I want to dive in a bit deeper into okay. when the initial idea sparked. Okay. So, you know, you said that you know, obviously, you guys met. It was like a kind of by chance, and then you know, you Michael introduced uh, Bobby to this kind of blockchain aspect. Talk to me a bit about how you knew, how you came up with that initial idea, and then how you knew you had to go out there and pursue it together. Um, with uh, with the idea, uh, I can't afford. I had it with the uh, obviously being listed in like you know platforms like Vivo Music and being paid royalties from my streams and my you know music videos, which have now taken everything down just because I didn't. I got sick of the way the whole um you know payment system work because I wasn't receiving the royalties like I was supposed to be receiving um, so I kind of get f I got fed up with you know the way the music industry in you know how constantly artists have been you know undervalued right so and I woke up one morning and I thought damn like it's no it's no point mm -hmm. complaining about this what can I do about this you get me so me and Michael, or uh, when Michael came around, and we were driving in the car on the freeway, and we were just chit chatting about this. I'm like, "Look, man, we can do something like this." And then Michael started reasoning with me at that point. It's like, "Yeah, man, like this, this sounds crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying?" Then Michael started, you know, throwing some names of what we're gonna call it <laughs> and stuff like that. And here we are, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it stems from living off your living off your passion. Bobby's attempted that, and he's gone through that. And that being the case, um, you know, as a success story, you know, a part of me wants to only extend that further. You know, uh, like I, I'm, 
you can tell I'm a lot younger than Bobby. Um, so for me, it's also looking. <laughs> I stay, I stay child, man. But um, you know, I, I, you know what? The the back and forth between us is like a it's like a his younger brother and an older brother, mm. right? And you know, I'm you know, for me, going out and about, have a look, having looked for the golden monkey, right? Um, you know, that being the case, I was always out and about, and you know, going to meetups and everything. And so that's how, you know. Like like how we met, right? It's, it's it's a coincidental. But when there's a means or there's an initiative that can actually play forth from our, our meeting, us meeting, that there is, I think, one of the things that I really kind of liked and I really prided on. Um, <laughs> Look, it's not. Shout out to LinkedIn. You, know, you, you can say so, you can say soccer's a great game, but you can say Ronaldo made it even better, right? That's all I'm saying. Like, say say what you want to say, man, but it's the people behind the keyboard. Um, but yeah, like you know, the the whole because the whole um, the, the blockchain movement was happening. You've got you know all these companies trying to ICO or IPO, and at the time we're like, all right, because there's a whole like basically the community is always changing projects always changing all the time so for us it was very much like look I've brought Bob into the space and Bobby's like look this you know we can do something with this and at the time yeah, I was like I'm all for it man like it's like conceiving like creating something amazing that could you know I'm, I'm all for anything that can change the world or do something great you know uh, that's that's where it all thrives from it's just about finding your means and methods to get there you know your traditional pathway they're not going to tell you alright welcome to a big corporate company this is called the innovation space hang out here play with <laughs> throw, you know throw some chewing gum at the wall hopefully something sticks and we'll, we'll try and make a million dollars off it <laughs> I wish that was of a job. I mean, you know, that would be great. But you've got to forcefully go to this and make this happen and participate in the community. And that's how it's stemmed across. So I absolutely love this, by the way. This is awesome conversation. How do you get some of our peers out there listening? They might be thinking, you know, maybe they have an idea and they're, they're at a corporate or something and they feel like they kind of express themselves, but they have this idea and they're not too sure how to make that first move, kind of go out there and act on it so it could be this, I don't know, million dollar idea or even just something that could impact one other person how does someone go out there what advice would you give to one of our peers listening around that how do you what's the initial step do you take I got you or I think the first thing you got to understand is that you just got to get started that's like the most important thing so a lot of people have they you know I know what it is but you know they say for every idea you have there's probably another five people in the world somewhere that have the same idea but it's just about execution and getting started right and once you start to, um, to to pursue that, right, you'll be amazed at the amount of energy and people that you can connect with who might reason with what you're trying to do or disrupt. And at the end of the day, you can't, don't be scared of, you know, uh, you know what you're trying to do might be, uh, in other words, don't be scared of competition or any sort of thing, right? Because, you know, you need to be able to share what is in your mind with people. And the more you can share that, the more you can learn, right? The more you can figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. Yeah, because you need to be able to, if you want to uh, run a successful business, you really got to be solving the problem, right? Especially with technology. If you're not solving the problem, then, you know, you really might not have a product in your hands. But if you're solving a problem that is that is a major problem, such, such as what the music industry presents, you know, with some research and development, um, you'll be able to figure that, you know, how you can push forward. I think with um, Michelle's market or her demographic of her listeners, generally uni students or potentially those who are in the working space already but want to try to find a way out, right? That's the concept. Totally. Bobby responding from a startup perspective, getting it out there and getting eyes to look at it. I think, like, the reason why I can respond to this is because I 
would probably have been in that market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say for me to have met Bobby or like for us to create something like this now, mm-hmm. you go through your circles as you're a uni student, as you're a working class, as you're whichever, whichever communities that you partake in, you obviously have that circle. But through cycling through the circles to figure out what you want and the people that also want it with you, that there is probably key. Um, obviously, getting a product and an idea right out there is, is part of the startup process. But if you can't find your herd and you can't find your community that understands you, so then to then amplify that message out, that there is probably your hardest part. Mm. You can you can be working on a project and everything, right? I mean, I was that kid. I was like, I just want to go and meet uni students just so I know what they want to do once they have their degree, what skills they have, so then I can put them all into play like like a big you know like a big machine. Mm. If we can work with your friends, that's great, right? But not everyone has that. Let's take initiative. Let's do something because they start feeling a bit like this guy's getting a bit, you know, oh, he's, he wants to start working too abruptly, too closely. They want it to be more of a, do you know what I'm saying? Whereas you go to these networking events or community events, everyone's like, all right, we, we want to get a project launching up and going. But but it's about finding your community and finding your herd. But don't get me wrong. Sometimes we go to communities, there are people that just go, they'll look at you and they go, what do you guys do? This and that. And we, 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 we wouldn't vibe with it because for us it's about, you know, like, it's like us building a team, Bobby, you know? Like, for us, it's not just any Tom Dick and Harry and kind of go, yeah, yeah, I can build this. Yeah, but do we like you? Do, do you like us? You know, we're humans. You're going to be around us all the time. It's ultimately the market that's still the uni student or the the um, the worker, right? Go out to meetups. Find your herd. Find your community. From there, extend upwards. Yeah. Absolutely right. You're right with that. You know, you got to find you find your energy. You know, something like a law of attraction. People you're going to work with. The team is so important because you're going to spend each and every day with these people. So if you're not vibing and have the same energy to work with these people, then you're probably not going to make a great team. But Bobby, you know what's interesting? You know how you've been in the music space for a long time? Yeah. You know how you as a musician and then talking and working with other musicians, how do you know which musicians are on the right vibe? Because the reality is everyone creates music their own way or they have their own taste. There's heaps of tastes, but it's just about which part you play in that um, in that song, right? So how have you gone to find other people? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Because the music space is yeah. genres. Things. For me, like I said, like I said, it's energy. That's what it comes down to. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, you know, working with my energy and going that gut feeling, right? Because at the end of the day, anything is unpredictable. Like you can't predict anything's going to happen, right? So you just really, really got to go with your gut. Right, you know, when you when you communicate with someone, obviously the way to respond to you is going is going is going you know start building the energy. Do you vibe with this person? Are you not? What are they doing? Or you know that that we can do together? Or can we work? Can't we work? That's something you're gonna figure out along the way when you talk with people. It's weird, right? Because when you first met me, I didn't say, "Look, I'm an accordion player," and you said, "You know, I've got a I've got an opportunity with this guy at a later point." You, when you first met me, you had no idea. I had no idea that this stranger I just met on the show. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was energy because you were funny. Uh, I think he was funny. I found I thought you was funny, right? You know, and vibe. so and vibe. I was vibing. Vibe. That's what I said. Yeah. It's really important. I was vibing already because yeah. he was he was making me laugh. And you know, as much as I try to convince you that this was a place you were trying to come through, because I didn't know there was an actual place called the golden monkey and I'm like this is the golden Buddha right and you were so adamant and you know and you found some you know comedic way to portray that and I thought it was funny so I thought you know why not I needed to get to a place and you wanted me to go to your place but reality is I was in a suit at the time and you were expecting all this professionalism but you done messed up huh you know if I'm meeting me now you messed up right 
it's it's been a you know yeah i agree that the golden monkey exists i don't know i haven't <laughs> been there still but I, at least i heard from someone else other than you that um the place does exist because i've never taken the time to actually research I'm saying, it i'm saying i'm talking about our partnership in the sense of how far we've gone now you know in the sense of yeah i wouldn't have oh no never my wildest dream i wouldn't have known that you know you would co-found the project with me mm-hmm. um and I think you personally have grown a lot from when I first met you and it's a compliment to your hard work that you're putting behind the scenes. So, yeah. I love it, guys. I absolutely love this. That's why I love having both co-founders on at the same time. The vibe, I'm feeling the vibe. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm feeling the vibe and the energy and I love all that chat around it. I completely agree. I think it's so important for us to, to join with people with the same energy, same vibe, create awesome stuff. So really appreciate that. Look, guys, I want to dive in a bit deeper into value exchange. So I want to hear about so the idea, where you're at with it now, what were the early challenges you faced? Um, I think the early challenges that we faced was our being able to um, take away the complex, um, you know, sort of understanding of what we were trying to do and simplify it in a way that anyone just could understand, you know, by looking at the prototype for example. Um, so that's where we're at in terms of being able to establish our MVP. So what a MVP is, your minimum viable product that is enough to just hit the market without all the features that you can vision on this application, right? Just the basic things of what we wanted to do. So that's where we're at in terms of our development to try to bring that to the market. After that, then we can be looking at the additional features that we see you know, in terms of our application um, development further. I think in this, in the sense of where we're at, um, development-wise, like our prototypes available for anyone who checks it out on uh, value-x.com. Well, this is a silly plug, but uh, you know, um, what's called when it comes to obviously us haven't gotten to where we're at when it comes to development. We've uh, started off with an iOS prototype, and people can look at that um, that we've built, and then uh, we're obviously upon getting the team together and making things happen. We've you know. I think we've hit a really good space when it comes to team. Um, and, you know, it's just about getting it all to work in sync together. Um, but, yeah. Is, is yeah, anything? I think it's uh, you never along the way. Uh, we'll probably never stop building our team because you meet new people like Michelle. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just never know where it goes from there, right? <laughs> yeah, As I'm your so. newest recruiter, bring me on board. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually the way around. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that's just something that you know we is, is exciting for us, and we look forward to you know building more relationships with different people in the industry, and you know people who you know like the technology space and music more. Most importantly, um, yeah. Because you was asking about challenges. I I think I addressed that already. The challenges was was being able to convert the uh, the complexity of of what we're trying to do behind the scenes in the back ends and being able to tailor that to or to the, to the anyone just to be able to understand into the user interface. Yeah, love it. Okay, I'm really getting this. I, I love this. Um, okay, so talk to me about when you start. What's the progression like? So you started back in September 2016, I think I saw. What's the progression been like over the last year and a half, two years? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people are, you know, in, in actual facts, right, you know, when you speak with investors and people of that nature, they like you to move fast, 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 mm-hmm. fast, right? But you know, we are at a very early stage. Oh, shall I use the word infant stages mm-hmm. with blockchain technology, right? So we wanted to make sure that we, when we apply it and implement it, we, we're going to be 
you know, using it right. And with all the, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, talk about regulating the industry and stuff like that. So we wanted to be careful to make sure that, you know, it isn't, you know, the, the everyone's in favor of it, kind of not of uh, against it, because we know what the potential. Uh, it could disrupt a whole bunch, a whole lot of industries, not even just music industry. We see, we can see, apply a lot of use cases to this stuff. So, we wanted to make sure that you know we know what the wavelength of of that was going to be before we started moving fast. And and now that we see that, you know, I mean, we've had um, a meeting, um, a, a phone meeting with our industrial. Um, Security Investment Commission, the Innovation Hub, and they had a chat with us, and we'll be able to, you know, talk with them in the in the, in the, mind, in the mind frame that, you know, they seem to be for the disruption, the for the technology, for the, you know, the, the Australian economy to to you know adopt this stuff so far, you know, and even with our previous, our, I think they had like a recently had a conference. Was that the uh, what was it called the Australian regulatory um, event just to just to just to respond to the community yeah. how they're going to go about um, you know not really regulating it they just want to be able to kind of try you know trace what the goals and initiatives are of these different blockchain projects yeah. to then ultimately I'm not sure where their stance is in the sense of potentially regulating or what they want to regulate or they don't but they're obviously just going look where you know it depends like the, the way that lawyers would respond to anything you know let's see what your project wants to do let's see if it crosses any lines um, and yeah. then they can then but as soon as, as soon as we've got a sense of um, of, of, of of them being uh, a bit more supportive towards our project you know using blockchain technology and we started moving fast right after that mm. yeah I love that. And it's such a disruptive industry that you're heading into. As mm. you said, very infant stages for the industry itself, mm. let alone you going out there using that technology yeah. and implementing what you do. Yeah. yeah. Bob, yeah. Um, I think Michael. What you want to ask was the last two years to now. Yeah. Like our, I would say when we first started, two, two guys, whiteboard, right? <laughs> two, yes. two, then, two, then two guys, one website. <laughs> and then two guys... Let's do another website <laughs> and then, oh, wait, people want to see something that they can actually play with. Yeah. So you, you literally the okay. the mentality across the two years, you, your, your mind focuses on different things and because, okay, that's what's next. That's what's next. Mm. So literally in the sense of two years, you know, people want to go, you want, are you a high growth company? Mm. Reality is, let's be honest, if you've got two minds and you want high growth, you, you can't do it all, right? Mm. So, and it's also as we, because we're evolving as the space evolves too. Do you know what I mean? There's so many projects that have launched, taken money, stolen it, and have not done what they've said they wanted to do. Mm. For us, we've been we've been here for too long. Yeah. For us to kind of go, let's just go in the Bahamas after the ICO, right? Mm. But the thing is, because we've well, it's been it's been a well thought out process. Um, I think what before, what I think I wanted to input before was communicating what you're trying to achieve to people mm-hmm. so they understand it directly. It was probably like a challenge, right? But then upon, I've found that the way Bobby explains what we're doing, it's grown. And even myself, I'll, uh, the way I'll do it, not particularly the same way as Bobby because I'm not Bobby, the way I'll communicate it to other people will also evolve too. Mm-hmm. Um, now our day, in the sense of the last two years, it went from, all right, what document do we have to write up? What presentation do we have to do? What's, what website? Does this look good? Does this doesn't look good? Let's look at these guys. Is this design good? To, all right, remember, you got this at this time. You got this at this time. Okay, can you handle this by yourself? Okay, all right, Michael, get this done. Let's try and get it sorted. And as your team grows, it's more, it becomes more organizational focused and more, let's try and get this done at this moment in time. So mm-hmm. in the sense of the two years, 
I feel like we've grown. <laughs> yeah. I love it, guys. I absolutely love this. And you totally have grown. I'm so excited to see where this goes, where you take it. I feel like it has so much potential, clearly. Um, and I'm ready for you guys to disrupt. So bring that on. Look, guys, um, as we come to the close of our interview, chatting time today, our conversation, um, I just firstly want to acknowledge you both for the awesome work you're doing in this space for taking the leap like so many don't um, and for inspiring us all to really have to really go out there and do what we actually want to do and do what we're passionate about um it's clear that you both, you know, came from that same, you know, kind of traditional mindset and were able to break through. So it's totally awesome. And I commend you both on that. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Of course. Of course. So look, the final question I have for you guys today is how we finish all of our interviews here at the Peers Project. And that yeah. is, what do you think is the value of pursuing what you're most passionate about? It's <laughs> a different. Normally, when I'm doing interviews, the final thing they ask me to freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do so that it's, after. So it's, so it's, it's kind of refreshing to <laughs> hear, hear something different. Because uh, <laughs> I was expecting that. I didn't really pay attention to the question. Can you repeat yourself again? <laughs> We're doing freestyle after you put that in my mind no, now. No. <laughs> what, is the, what is the value of pursuing yeah. what you're most passionate about? Um, I think. You know, or the value would be, you know, being able to or change, you know, and create opportunities for people to excel and, and find, you know, happiness with whatever whatever it is that they do. And I feel like music is like a universal language, right? It makes everybody happy and connected emotionally. It doesn't matter what you listen to, right? So I felt like, you know, if we can if we can change the landscape of how and why we connect with music. Right. And totally redefine that in a way that is not only undervaluing artists, but, you know, encouraging it, you know, putting the right um, proceeds in the artist's pockets as well as an opportunity for the entire um, global scale of music lovers and listeners to be able to earn some money from from that as well. Then I think that would be that would be something that really is the defining point of value for us. I think as I think everyone lives and everyone's got their own life problems and the thing that makes us happy is chasing what we want but because we don't chase it and or just we're scared or we're just a bit worried about external perception or ourselves whether we can pull it off or not I think the value in it for the person itself is immense because you I would have my own problems you would have your own problems and then in the day because I've chose, you know, everything that you're doing, there's this line that Bobby likes to say, everything that you want is on the other side of fear, right? Um, that's the thing. If, that's, if, the value that's where the value is. And um, the reality is if you can, you know, as long as we're all chasing each other's passions, we, that's, that's, it's, it's for the first time you're being true to yourself and you're doing what you actually want to be doing. So you can't, when you meet people, you, you, you're honest with your intentions and they're also honest with their intentions. So you can either figure out whether you guys click as a, as puzzles or, um, or not. And then, you know, just go about your lives. Um, and now us creating value X music, there's a reason why there's, uh, there's the Y O U behind in value X music is it's because it's not just for the stars, not just for people like Bobby, uh, or, you know, the, the big timers, cause you in yourself, if you choose to, um, you know, take you know take your pursuit you know pursuit very seriously 
there are there will be your people around you, your fans that you create, you know, your community, your herd. You build your herd. They will put. They will invest in you, and it's only up to you to kind of deliver what the art that they've asked from you. They don't try to control your art. You are the art. You have to try and bring that to life, and the and hopefully ValueX is the platform for you to do that. I love that, guys. Look, where can people learn more about you and Value Exchange? <laughs> I know Shahan is old to Michael because you know he's our he's he's, he's all day on on Instagrams and <laughs> LinkedIn's and doing all the whole operational and social media stuff with our you know. Uh, also another amazing um, girl working with us called Stephanie. She's our marketing manager. So I guess uh, I let Michael answer that. So in the sense of a plug, <laughs> you can find us on uh, Instagram uh, at value underscore X and uh, our website is value-x.com. Um, we've also, yeah, Value X Music, Google Value X Music. You should be able to reach us. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Bobby's on LinkedIn. We're, 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 every channel, we'll try and find it. But um, yeah, just Google us and we, you should be able to find us. Yeah. Love it. Exchange with an X. Yeah. Y'all got to make sure or y'all spell it right because, you know, most people might think value is in V-A-L-U-E, but V-A-L-Y-O-U-X, like X, not E, exchange for X. So valuexmusic.com. Perfect. We'll be linking them up in the show notes, of course. Thank you so much, guys. And quickly, Bobby, do some quick tune for us. We all want to hear it. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, I get put on the spot, God damn it. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> Drop top, baby. So I'm feeling the breeze. I'm chilling in me, Michelle. Feeling the tease. Hamster, uh, <laughs> wow. Feeling it. Go while we chilling with Value X, we're feeling the blow. Woo! Love it. Appreciate it. And for everyone else listening, Thank we'll you. end with that. Piers, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Piers to Piers podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction to our latest guest peer and that you find them as gung ho as we do, which is our way of saying inspirational. For more, make sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or any app where podcasts are played, and leave us a review. We produce with passion, and it doesn't stop here. To see what else we're up to, visit thepeersproject.com or follow us on Instagram at thepeersproject. We'll have fresh, real talk for you next week, peers. Until then. If you need inspiration, look amongst your peers.